This is David Wheaton. The following is a TCW short take, a bite-sized highlight from the Christian Worldview radio program. You can hear the full program at thechristianworldview.org. Let's talk about some of the most important things that you saw come out of the recent World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, and maybe part two of the question is talk about some of the most important things that came out of the most recent COP28, which is the United Nations Climate Change Conference, which took place in Dubai late last year. These are both such huge topics. Each one, you could write a book about them. So I'll start with the COP28 because I was there. I went to the United Arab Emirates to cover this as a journalist, was in Dubai and also in Abu Dhabi. And I saw a number of things. I'll just highlight a few of the key takeaways, and then we can drill down a little bit deeper later if you want. But what for me really jumped out, and I did a cover story on this in the New American Magazine and then followed up with a piece in the Epic Times on this, was the whole narrative was about phasing out fossil fuels. To the extent that this was covered in the United States, that was the big takeaway for the media. And that was the big takeaway from the press releases that the UN was putting out there. For the first time in history, after 28 years of these climate summits, the world had agreed that we were going to phase out fossil fuels. No more coal, no more gas, no more oil. Certainly not tomorrow, but that was the objective. That was what we were going to be working toward. And all of the national governments of the world had joined forces and had agreed by consensus that this was the direction we were going to move. And that's a cute story, but it bears very little resemblance to reality. Now, it's true that they did enshrine that in their final declaration. After each one of these, they come up with a final declaration where every government signs on and says, we agree, and this is what we're going to do, et cetera. And so they did include in there that they were going to be phasing out fossil fuels. But most of the governments of the world are not planning to phase out fossil fuels. And I can say that absolutely unequivocally. Uh, the communist Chinese are bringing two coal-fired power plants online on average every single week, David, mm. uh, every single week, two new coal-fired power plants. And their carbon dioxide emissions are already 300% more than the United States of America. And they are rapidly, rapidly increasing while CO2 emissions in the United States are declining very rapidly. Quick caveat, I don't begrudge anybody their CO2 emissions. CO2 is the gas of life. We exhale it when we breathe. I have no problem with CO2 emissions. In fact, I've interviewed Donald Trump's climate advisor several times, uh, William Happer, a physics professor at Princeton University, and he has told me on camera, the world is starving for CO2. We should encourage people to produce more CO2. Plants, he said, were designed to live in an environment with four to five times as much CO2 as we currently have in the atmosphere. So don't worry about your CO2 emissions. So with all that out of the way, I don't begrudge the Chinese or anybody else their CO2 emissions. I see no problem with that. But the hypothesis that is justifying this whole climate process is that CO2 is a pollution. Well, if CO2 is a pollution, how in the world does it make sense to shut down power plants in the United States? How does it make sense to shut down the factories and the industries that depend on those power plants in the United States while rebuilding them in communist China in a way that's going to emit radically more CO2 per unit of economic production? Well, it makes absolutely no sense if you truly believe that CO2 is a pollution. In fact, it's the dumbest thing that you could possibly do. So what became very, very obvious to me at this climate summit was that this was a fraud. They're talking about phasing out the Western world, what you used to be known as Christendom, not oil. Uh, and this was so clear at the conference. In fact, the BBC even got a hold of documents that somebody leaked to them showing how many delegations were actually making oil and gas deals at this summit, including the COP president, the United Arab Emirates delegation. We've got leaked documents from them. They were making oil and gas deals with the communist Chinese worth billions of dollars. They were making deals to explore for fossil fuels off the coast of Mozambique. They were making deals to do fossil fuel development in Colombia. 
Meanwhile, the European powers were talking about how rapidly they were going to be dismantling their energy systems. Uh, the Biden administration pledged to end uh, methane emissions, which, according to Stephen Moore, uh, chief economist at FreedomWorks, that would take 60 percent of our electrical power generating capacity offline. So if you're truly concerned about CO2 as an alleged pollutant, the worst thing in the world you could do is what they're doing. Shut down power plants, very clean power plants in the United States and rebuild them in China, Russia, South Africa, Brazil, etc. But that's exactly what they're doing. So that's one of the big takeaways. This is actually contributing toward this move toward a multipolar world order. They're undermining the energy and the economy of the Western world, what used to be known as Christendom. And they're transferring all of that capacity, all of that productive capacity to the BRICS nations and the other bloc, if you will. Of course, when you undermine the economies of the West, by extension, you're going to be undermining the militaries of the West, et cetera. So they're equalizing the playing field, if you will, on the move toward what they describe as a multipolar world order. There was a lot of other big takeaways. Uh, I'll try to hit them quick because I know we're on a time clock here. But um, one of the big ones was the religion component of it. So I, I was in Egypt the previous year for the COP27 that was held on the Sinai Peninsula, and they had never been this blatant before. I mean, in 2010, I believe it was, in Cancun, they opened the conference with a prayer to Ixchel, the Mayan goddess. Uh, the head of the conference said it was the Mayan goddess of creativity and tapestries. Uh, I pulled out my computer, looked it up. It was actually the goddess of cannibalism, war, and human sacrifice. Mm. But be that as it may, that, that was kind of obvious. But in Egypt, on the Sinai Peninsula, they actually organized, in partnership with the UN, a climate repentance ceremony at the top of Mount Sinai, where they repented to whatever god they worship. They had a lot of pagans, uh, Hindus. They had a guy from the Amazon with a, a headdress. They said he was a representative of uh, Amazonian spirituality. They had alleged Jews, alleged Muslims, alleged Christians, leaders from all these different world religions participating in this climate repentance ceremony. And then even more blasphemous, they whipped out two tablets painted green and said, uh, this is the new Ten Commandments. I was actually able to interview four of the key organizers of this thing after the event happened down at the U.N. summit, you know, about an hour and a half away from Mount Sinai. And they told me on camera, David, that they were also working on a third covenant, right? God gave us the old covenant. God gave us the new covenant. Mm. Well, the U.N. and friends, they're going to give us the third covenant. And right before the climate conference had started, the UN put out a report calling for the development of a new system of ethics and morality. They said the old system of ethics and morality was no longer adequate. It had evolved over thousands of years and times have changed. They're talking about, of course, the, you know, the Mosaic law, the Ten Commandments, what God has revealed to us in the scripture. And they want to replace it with these new laws, uh, very much including the idea that CO2 emissions are sinful, that your carbon footprint, it, you need to repent for it. Totally crazy. So at the event that they had in Dubai, the COP28, for the first time ever, they had a faith pavilion and they strategically planted it right as they put it at the heart of the conference. Now, why did they put the faith pavilion at the heart of this massive global gathering? Well, they explained why, because faith communities and the religions of the world, they said, are going to be the critical players in bringing this to pass. So uh, the Pope was actually supposed to open up the conference. He got sick, and so he had to send his deputy, uh, the Secretary of State for the Vatican, one of the cardinals. But he just read the Pope's speech. And the same theme again, your environmental impact is an offense against God, is the term that the Pope used. Now, you know, we who read the Bible, we know that this world is going to go up in flames. It's going to burn, and uh, it's not going to be because you're driving an SUV or because you, know, you right. chopped down a tree to warm your home. 
But uh, this is the narrative that they're spinning now. And they claim to have, in the words of the lady who leads Religions for Peace, she said, you think of it like the UN for religions. She says, all the religions of the world are a part of this which is interesting. Those are her words, almost word for word. I've got her on camera saying it. So there is a religious component to this. There is a government component to this. And of course, there's the business component to this, all of them marching in lockstep. And I mentioned technocracy at the beginning of the program, how decisions will be made under the guise of bringing about some goal or value that the technocrats have laid out. Well, in their view, CO2 emissions are bad. Everybody needs a carbon budget. They need to limit their carbon footprint. And the entire global economy needs to be restructured with this in mind. So each person will be allowed to emit X amount of CO2 per month. And if they want to emit more than that, they'll have to pay a fee probably to a company owned by these people themselves, like Al Gore or whatever, to be able to emit that CO2. This has been a short take from the Christian Worldview radio program. To hear the full program and connect with this nonprofit radio ministry, go to thechristianworldview.org. I'm David Wheaton.